Karibuni sana to Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi podcast here we are. Uh, this is another beautiful day in our um, month of talking to mothers. Uh, today I'm here with the Reverend Faith Mugera. For those of you um, have never heard of her, she is one of the leaders uh, at Nairobi Chapel uh, Gong Road. Karibu sana Reverend Faith. Thank you, Pastor. How are you Thank doing? You for having. I'm, I'm well. I'm yes. Good. Thank you. Um, so, we're here to have a conversation about motherhood, mm. but more so about just who you are. Mm-hmm. And so, who's uh, Faith mm-hmm. Mugera, Reverend Faith Mugera? That's usually such a complicated question. Okay. Because there's always such multifaceted layers on any one individual. But, mm-hmm. um, I am a, a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um and I am a sister, mm-hmm. I am a wife mm-hmm. um, to my husband Patrick, we've mm-hmm. been married uh, for 19 years, we're starting our 20th year nice. this year. Nice, awesome. <laughs> it's been awesome, literally, Amazing. yes, because I married my best friend, Patrick and I dated for oh. nine years, so on top of already 19 years, plus nine, and mostly 28, 28 years, mm-hmm. so I've known him longer than I have been, a half over half my life. Whoa, yes. that's nice. <laughs> so he's he's really my best friend. Uh-huh. Um, he's not in ministry. He's a business uh, man uh-huh. and uh, runs uh, real estate uh-huh. and also has farming ventures. Uh-huh. And together we have two children. Awesome. We have a boy, Munene, who's 16, yes. and uh, another boy, uh-huh. who's turning 13 in three weeks' time. And he uh-huh. can't wait. Oh, okay. Because now he'll finally be a teenager, which he has been <laughs> living for. Yes, all his life. They're very different day mm-hmm. and night. I am a pastor, a minister mm-hmm. of the gospel. Yes. Um, have a calling. Have had a calling of over my life into ministry since um, since my university days at the University of Nairobi. Uh-huh. When I graduated, well, actually, I was part of the Nairobi Chapel first service that was a revitalizing or a revamping of mm. the ministry of the Nairobi Chapel Church uh-huh. when Pastor Oscar and Pastor B were invited Whoa. to lead the service. I was just a first-year student Amazing. at the University of Nairobi, ah. and so I was on the worship team. That first, first worship team. So was, you can sing as well. Yeah. That was another. You know, there are gifts that are only seasonal. Yes. Yeah, seasonal. <laughs> oh, okay. Gift for sure. Okay. Um, so as part of the journey of seeing Nairobi Chapel grow mm-hmm. um, from a dwindling church to one now that is doing what it's doing right now. Oh, amazing. To the network of churches that it is like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my current position is serving um, in the global office. Mm-hmm. Recently, we um, restructured the church. Yes. We now have a position of a bishop. Mm. Um, his key mandate is to oversee the network of churches, Good. both locally, which means in the country, mm-hmm. outside of the country in Africa and mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, God has given us a church that mm. is definitely the Acts Church. Amazing. Go ye, therefore. And so. Yeah. Beginning to care for, network with, mm-hmm. partner alongside others who are, uh-huh. have this mission is part of of the global office mandate. Good. Um, to care for every person who is a part of that team. Mm-hmm. It's also part of the global mm-hmm. um, office's mandate. Okay. We currently have about 260 staff members. Whoa. Um, both lead pastors around Kenya and around mm-hmm. outside of Kenya. Mm-hmm. Their support staff, mm-hmm. uh, interns who are, we are training to keep supporting <sighs> what he's doing. So there's a big that's group. That's a of big people. group. Yes. Mm. So that's part of my particular docket mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Um, overseeing that office mm-hmm. of managing human resources. Yes. Um, but I also oversee the conversations we have about global par- partnerships. Yes. And we always say 
our Nairobi Chapel conversation about partnerships is to ask what can we do together with yes. others yes. that we cannot do alone. Good. The understanding that as a body of Christ, mm-hmm. all of us have our different assignments. Mm-hmm. The eye has sight. Yes. And the nose has smell. Yes. But without you know the eyes, then the, the nose, nose doesn't know what it's smelling. <laughs> exactly. you know, sort of thing. To True. keep asking mm-hmm. um, what is a global body of Christ doing together? Awesome. So that the the global body of Christ is edified mm-hmm. and keeps doing its kingdom mandate yes. and what God has assigned for us to do as a global mm-hmm. church. Okay. Great conversations, mm-hmm. um, hard task to navigate culture. <laughs> can imagine, to yeah. navigate finances and need those conversations to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, expectations, mm-hmm. um, just very different things. Good. So that's a little bit of who I am since Whew. you asked. Hey, okay, Reverend Faith. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, what do I do with that? But you mentioned something amazing about um, the global partnerships and the ministry just not in the country but outside of the country mm. so why 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 that if someone asked you reverend why are you doing global ministry or global partnerships global um, outreach if you could why why is that a, a valuable part of who we are as a church or just you as reverend me Faye? individually yes okay Mm. A little backstory. Mm-hmm. When I was in the University of Nairobi, because that's where I studied my first degree, mm-hmm. um, part of my big, big dream was to be an ambassador. Oh! Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if I've ever shared this out loud. No, before. no, I'm hearing that for the, for the first time. <laughs> it was really my dream to oh. be sent by my government to represent it Whoa. in another part of the world. And um, okay. that quite didn't pan out because yeah. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I came into Nairobi Chapel after my university mm-hmm. and got into the internship program. Ah, yes. At the chapel. And mm-hmm. I was, I think, the second lot of interns ah, since... Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Just the other day. Whoa. <laughs> so um, I found out that part of my um, gifting, mm-hmm. but also my passion was in community development, mm. the transformation of communities through engagement yes. with social justice mm-hmm. issues. Yes. Trying to answer the question of poverty mm-hmm. and of the dynamics of poverty and all the brokenness that comes out of lacking oh. material wealth. Mm-hmm. Particularly because some of my first assignments had, had been to start crusades, you know, those open doors yes, yes, yeah. in some of those mm-hmm. um, communities around us. Mm-hmm. At the chapel that time when we were at Mamlaka Hill at the university, yes, yes, quite yes. a number of um, peri-urban or sort of slum situations around mm-hmm. us. And every time we went there to share about the love of Jesus, mm-hmm. would have people come to ask us, okay, remember very clearly a woman one time came and said, nimeokoka, na mimi nilikuwa malaya, kwa sababu ya watoto wangu. Najua mungu atataki nifanya hivyo tena, lakini watafanya. So it became very apparent that the church's biggest mandate mm-hmm. for me, I've, I've come out of the firm conviction that whereas you've been called and charged to see God's kingdom come yes. here on earth, mm. um, it, with that whole idea of seeing spiritual transformation in individuals mm-hmm. and then, of course, in communities, yes. there has to be a charge of social transformation. There has to be, has to. Jesus always fed his people. Yes. He, he fed the multitudes even That's before true. he shared the good news oh, yes. of salvation. Mm-hmm. And there was something about that whole tension mm-hmm. of the two that we need as a church to keep grappling with. Mm-hmm. So my 
passion was revitalized out of that. Mm. Um, and then I got the opportunity to go abroad and study to mm-hmm. enhance that gift yeah. and did a master's mm-hmm. in nonprofit management. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in that environment, I saw the brokenness because mm-hmm. even in a, you know, in a wealthy Western mm-hmm. society where mm-hmm. issues of social justice are not addressed, they're still yeah. real brokenness. That's true, that's true. And so the understanding was that it is true wherever it is you go around the world, mm-hmm. whether it be in an industrialized nation or mm-hmm. in a world at ours. Yes. The issues of the brokenness of everyday life have it's to be addressed. Cuts across. Yeah, yeah. It cuts across mm-hmm. and the church has to address it. Mm-hmm. So when I did come back, that was one of my uh, first engagements here mm-hmm. at the Nairobi Chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always resonated with what I had seen in where I had come ah. from. And we began conversations with some of our partner churches mm-hmm. to begin to ask those conversations. Mm-hmm. What is it you're doing in your world that we can learn from? Um, and also it came out of the challenge as well that many of the responses, especially from the Western world, the Northern Hemisphere churches, was always to give us money. Yes, They'll say, true. okay, it's Africa, here are dollars. Yes, But they always seven. wanted to, no, not all the time. <laughs> ah, dollars okay. wanted, that money always had a cash. Ah, they wanted donor reports, they wanted photos. Yeah. Of Africans who are being fed, the they things that were to, bought. the things that were bought, they wanted every a dollar assigned. I mean, it was it it was a, it's been a model that has been there for years and mm-hmm. years, from the UN down to That's all the small true. agencies where they're sending money, but they mm-hmm. have an agenda. That's true. It has never been a conversation of asking, can can we hear from yes. you why there's a crisis mm-hmm. in your situation? Can you even learn and learn and learn from you. Yes, yes. There's an amazing book called um, When Helping Hurts. Mm-hmm written by an author whose assigned um, call-out is mm-hmm. that you can be helping in a situation, thinking you're doing well and you're doing good, mm-hmm. and it turns out that you've hurt the situation because ah. you never ever got to understand what the core or critical issue mm-hmm. was. Yes. Part of my training, I got to understand that every community mm-hmm. or even every family, regardless of how poor or how broken or how undone they are, mm-hmm. everybody has something they can bring on the table. That's true. Every single person, Very whether true. it be my five shillings mm-hmm. that will help me if I put five shillings together for this week, yes. I will have 35 shillings. Every single, or even my labor, mm-hmm. my sweat, mm-hmm. I can come and work and dig a hole yes. so that something comes out of this. Yes. And empowering people to understand that the solution with their problems lies within them, mm-hmm. I feel is a mandate of the church. That's because yeah. God's gospel is holistic mm-hmm. and he's come mm-hmm. to say, you have it in you to do all you need for life and Amen. for godliness. Mm-hmm. And then all I have to do is support what it is that you're bringing to the table. Ah. So my understanding of what partnership is has grown into understanding that even mm-hmm. from a church, from a different context, mm-hmm. when you say we want to partner with you, mm-hmm. it is you asking what, what are you bringing to the table mm-hmm. and what am I bringing to the table? Yeah, how can that? Because there's always a giving and yes. a receiving. Good. For the longest time, mm-hmm. the West gave mm-hmm. and we received but they never received in turn from us. Ah. There was no, which is what is called reciprocity. There wasn't a receiving. Mm -hmm. And so the relationship becomes very unhealthy Mm -hmm. and very skewed Mm -hmm. and very paternalistic Mm -hmm. because I'm always giving to you, but you're not giving to me because I don't see what you can give to me in turn. That's true, that's true. And so my response always to that question of why partnership and what does it mean always goes back to me to 1 Corinthians 13. Mm Well, the Bible makes it very clear of the synergy of the body of Christ. It yes. talks about mm-hmm. that um, when one part keeps giving and giving and giving, mm-hmm. and the other part gives nothing, mm-hmm. then that is called um, 
you're a, you're a, almost a virus. You're, a, yes. you're sucking out. <laughs> sucking out life <laughs> yeah, from you're the sucking other. Suck, yeah. like, life mm. from the other. Mm. And the true thing about your body is every part of your body is giving and receiving. Has to. Every mm. part. Mm. Every single part. Mm. And one of the th- parts that is a phenomenal part of your body mm. is a, a, a gland called the thyroid. Mm. The thyroid gland is a tiny, 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 tiny little gland mm. the size of a pea. Mm-hmm. That is never talked about actually mm. it's, it's in a, the high part of in at the bottom of your brain yes um and and every time it gives it gives out master gland it's, um, it's called a master gland because mm. it gives hormones to the rest of your body yes that part of your body dysfunctions that you don't see mm. your body shuts down yes whereas the body parts that we see all the time we keep celebrating <laughs> yeah. when your finger has a cut you have to wrap it around quickly, yeah quickly, quickly yeah. yeah you know etc yeah but the truth about it is that every part of your body mm. is essential to keep you healthy. Yes. When one part dysfunctions, mm-hmm. then you're called unwell. Yes. Actually, when some of your cells begin to be hyperactive, mm-hmm. when they be, become overproductive, overproductive yeah. etc., it's actually called a disease that we all know right now. <laughs> no, that disease is it's cancer. Cancer. That's cancerous. Yes. So for a long time, we have celebrated what the Western Church has done, and we need the Western Church. True. But we've never the conversation forward about how how does the western church need us in the southern hemisphere so that this body can continue Mm. to be healthy Mm -hmm. so those are the conversations that we have often we give opportunity for conversations around table we Mm -hmm. give opportunity through staff exchanges to continue Mm -hmm. those conversations we give opportunities through trainings Mm -hmm. in our internship program Mm -hmm. through partnership by planting churches together yes um so all these opportunities that god has allowed for us as the global body of christ Mm. to do together is part of my conversation and it allows for for me to see and celebrate what God is doing in different places. Yes. One of the things I've come to see mm. is that some of the gospel is propagated in the mid, in, actually in deep suffering. Mm. The reason why Christianity is thriving in the in the I, I believe in the mm. southern hemisphere yes. because it is. It is. Yeah. We have the fastest growing church right that's now. That's true. Yeah, that's true. In the midst of African Spain and what is going on and mm-hmm. who we are, God somehow think, seems to be at work in a most phenomenal way. But part of that is because mm. we've learned to depend on God. That's true. Yeah. When we call on God for my daily bread today, <laughs> yes. I know that he must be Jehovah Jireh because yes. what will I feed my children? Exactly. So I'm not depending on my bank account to answer nope. my problems. No, nope, no. Nope. Jehovah, Jehovah must come yes. and, and do that. Mm. The Indian church is in the midst of persecution. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. We're in partnership with some churches where they give reports about their pastors who mm-hmm. were taken and were martyred, literally killed in the presence of their family so that their families revert back to Hinduism. Mm. Because the, the government is actually made, making it yeah. a mandate that that's you can't proselytize, you can't convert it to that's a different true. religion. Yes. But do you know that that's where the, the one of the fastest growing churches right now? Yeah. In the midst well. of suffering, yes. God is doing something there. So what can we as African church do mm. to support our brothers and sisters in India, uh, to learn from their faith, yes. to anticipate that this could be our, our season one day down, yes. the, you know, down the line? Yes. And so those are the joys of hearing what God is doing in different contexts that makes mm. partnerships such a place of, of wow. joy. My yeah. goodness. You have, it seems like you have so much to, to say about global partnerships and ministry. But allow me to switch this a little bit. You said you're a mother of two. Uh-huh. Two boys. Yes. 
one is 16 the you other one is at me or no, no, no. me about no. the two boys <laughs> no because i'm a very young parent uh-huh. so when i hear someone is a, a mother of a 16 year old i'm yeah. like oh my yeah. god yeah. and so how has that been have you enjoyed mothering is it a call you appreciate is it um a gifting you enjoy mm. how would you speak into that <laughs> Is there one answer to that question? Because <laughs> parenting or mothering mm-hmm. just has different seasons, like the truth about life. Yes, you know, yes. My marriage has had seasons. Yes. My parenting is in seasons. Mm-hmm. Parenting teenagers is very different from parenting five-year-olds and six-year-olds. That's true. Um, and then parenting indiv- humans who are very different individuals is another challenge. Yes. The boys are any day and night. <laughs> My older son is a type A personality. Mm. He, he achieves, he struggles when he's underachieving or he's not performing mm-hmm. to task. Yes. He's a swimmer, so he's nice. for the Kenya team. Whoa. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh-huh. he's an A student and has struggled when he has not scored A's. He does, yeah. And so yeah. trying to, to mentor and coach somebody in that space who's mm. now also going into a season of finding himself mm-hmm. as an individual. So yeah. he's in the season now of beginning to question faith, mm-hmm. um, beginning to ask, you know, are, are Christians arrogant? His latest questions were, question was, yes. why would a, Christians imagine that they're the answer to life and that everybody else is going to hell? So wrestling with those dynamics of the faith, That's because he's so. saying, I'm meeting people right now who are very good people. Exactly. Yeah. How am I telling them that your way is wrong and my way is right? Whoa. He said there's and, an and arrogance. To, and you have to inform that. And we have to have engaged in those conversations. <sighs> to my younger son, who yes. is the complete opposite, he, he energizes off of people. Ah. My house is always present because his cousins and his friends are there. Nice. So there's always people in, and he, he's generous with food, my food. <laughs> He's generous with my food, everything. No, because he's not paying rent, and he's not. And I, and I say, okay, for this reason, just do what you need to do. Yeah. And he he wants everybody to be happy. Yes. But don't ask him about A's in studies and about performing. That is not his world. Like oh. everybody's happy. Why can't we all be happy? And um, <laughs> so in those dynamics of two very individual um, teenagers, mm-hmm. the wisdom of trying to manage the expectations just has Aww. to be something that God gives you. Yeah. I've appreciated that I'm doing this with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has been a very hands-on mm. father as well. Amen. Particularly in the presence of boys, I've, I've seen that being something mm. very needed. Yes, yes. One of the things we have come to understand is that parenting is also seasonal in terms of, of which parent is doing it, what. Yeah, so The to. gift of the two of them is... Yes. Of having two parents. This time when is this one, this yes. time when is the other yeah. one. Yeah, makes sense. In the early years when mm-hmm. my children were younger, between the age of one and say mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. I, I was a nurturer. Mm-hmm. I needed to be present with them yes. as a mother. Of True. course, I had to be there. True. Um, we made very deliberate choices mm-hmm. that I would be home during those seasons. Mm-hmm. So in that time, my ministry engagement was kind of low. I mm-hmm. wasn't traveling. I wasn't doing any yes. of the things I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And my husband was more in his business in that season. Yes, yes. When they started turning seven, uh, eight, nine, and started expressing mm-hmm. themselves in a particular way, we saw 
them gravitate very naturally to their father because mm. they wanted to do what daddy did. Yeah. I wanted to be in the, the car be, with daddy. I want, yeah, I want to drive like him. I want to drive like him. Yes. What did daddy say? And I had to process for myself that, okay, they don't need me now, <laughs> which reje- is very hard. <laughs> it's not rejection. It felt like rejection, to be honest. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. I've changed your, night, your diapers all these years. I carried you for nine months. For nine months. And now you're saying, <laughs> I can only pray with daddy. <gasps> daddy said, daddy did. Where is daddy? So it got into that season of daddy. Uh-oh. And so for the next seven or so years, it's been daddy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, just it feels like a, like seven years cycles, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah, because first seven. The first seven, I was uh, present. The next seven, seven. I'm turning into 14. Uh-huh. That age. Um, then hopefully. Daddy has. Yeah. And now I know as they begin to differentiate to be men, oh. they will push back against yeah, their father. Yeah, that's true. And then now. And I need to be present. That's true. I don't know what happens now after they're 21. God knows. <laughs> But it's just the wisdom of mm. um, navigating seasons, mm. um, the wisdom of being present, mm-hmm. the wisdom of enjoying those seasons because mm-hmm. they go very quickly. That's I tell true. Mothers, let me tell you, I promise you, mm-hmm. one day you wake up and they've slept through the night and you miss it. Oh, and people man. don't That's, remember that. Uh, yeah. Or even just the hugs. Mm. My boys are men now. They're way taller than I am. So they have Whoa. no time to be hugged carelessly. You have to negotiate. Can't embarrass them. Man. No. <laughs> And but always for me, I think one of the things I've learned mm. is keep intentional and clear channels of communication. Mm. My boys um, communicate very differently. Mm-hmm. My younger son is my older son is quieter and more introverted, mm-hmm. so I have to go look for him. Ah. I have to you know sort of knock on his door mm-hmm. and say, "Can I? How was your day? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. I have to make intentional time with him. Ah. These days, he doesn't want to hang out much with me, but I still have to find a way to Good. hang out with him. Good. My older son, my younger son is more extroverted, but I have to find out in the midst of his stories what is what is he trying, called, to, what is he trying to tell me. So those are all things that you learn on the job. Whoa. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't come with manuals. No, no, yeah. they don't. One of the joys that my husband and I have had is mm. um, being deliberate about going for parenting classes. Yes. yes. As the seasons change, yes. we've had, we've been intentional about getting skills. Mm-hmm that help us in this season. Mm. Parenting teenagers is very different from parenting very young different, kids. Yeah. And I know it to be very different from parenting young adults. Mm-hmm. So we will need to go back again That's true. and That's ask true. what are these skills that we need mm-hmm. for this time. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I've said a lot in... <laughs> a few minutes. A few minutes. Parting short. Yes. You've talked about you speak to young women, especially in the area of how they raise their children, um, sleeping with the children, and then... A night comes in when now all of a sudden the kid sleeps through the night. But if you had one thing to tell mothers today, 2019, um, May, what would that one thing be in, in closing? Enjoy it. Ah. I think there's just fun in, in, in mothering, mm-hmm. personally. I yes. think it's fun. Mm-hmm. My kids would tell you that first I'm the disciplinarian. But <laughs> yeah, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm also the funnest. I mean, I tell them crazy things. Ah, yeah, I yeah. embarrass them. I, I try to have personal dates good, with them. I try to make this that's journey amazing. a that's fun good. journey. That's amazing. I don't know that they would say that they haven't enjoyed being... I, I hope. I hope mm-hmm. they say the midst of being disciplined and all these yes. things that happen in our home, it's still fun. Mm-hmm. I really try to make it intentional to be fun. That they would that's enjoy amazing. having been raised in our home. Yes, yes. Um, we try to have... Uh, Let's go and eat chips night. Or yeah. Just those fun. Let's go uh-huh. and eat ice cream. Random. Just random. Good. Just good. so that we can enjoy yes. each other. Exactly. 
um, as they head into adulthood, that they can remember that as much as a mother, I'm still, there's a friendship that yes. we have developed, a connection. Friendship is key. Good. Yes. good. So, mm. fun. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. I, I have enjoyed motherhood. Awesome. I have tried to make my house the fun place. Amazing. So, over holidays, their cousins are always the ones who nice. don't want to go home. That was always my dream. <laughs> my <laughs> yeah. house would be the place everybody wants to make base. Uh-huh. So, it has been base, uh-huh. and I have completely enjoyed um, just even having their friends interact with me. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Reverend Faith. I sense we needed more time to talk about, especially the global partnerships and ministry that Mm. you're doing, your mothering and all of that. But hopefully, in the near future, we'll have that time. Even hopefully on our Narofi Chapel.